Welcome to Stratfor's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Fred Burton, joined today by global analyst Sim Tack. Sim, I haven't seen you in a while. How are things in Europe? Well, you know, we're we're dealing with the fallout of the, the COVID-19 virus that we'll be talking about. Life goes on, but, you know, <laughs> not all aspects of it. How are things in Brussels specifically? I'm actually not in Brussels, but where where I live, uh, things are pretty calm. Um, things usually are pretty calm here, but we're definitely seeing a, a change in the amount of people that actually move around outside, hit the stores up and things like that. Well, let's switch to Africa. Why is it taking so long for COVID-19 to begin spreading in sub-Saharan Africa? Well, I, th- I think there's two big reasons that we have to keep in mind in, in dealing with that question. The first part of the question, of course, is, you know, has COVID-19 really been spreading so so slowly in uh, sub-Saharan Africa? One of the big problems that African countries are dealing with and that other countries have dealt with as well is uh, limitations on their ability to actually test for the virus. So I think it's it's fairly safe to assume that there might be a significant number of cases in Africa that have gone under the radar. Um, and then the second part of that question, I think, is related to the degree of, of global integration, where obviously the European, US and Chinese economies are much closer interwoven in terms of human mobility. African countries do not have that same kind of connection. There are connections, but just not to the same volume as those in, in more developed parts of the world. Very good point, Sim. South Africa has the most number of cases thus far. What are the key risks and issues to watch for in the country? So South Africa was already in a, in a pretty bad situation before this crisis hit. They've been suffering from a, a crisis at their national utilities company, ASCOM, which has had trouble to keep up with electricity demand, um, significant shortages of, of, of funding. And, and all of that has been rippling through the the South African economy, where, where just generally a lack of uh, infrastructure development has been has been crushing the country slowly over time. With COVID-19 arriving in the country and, and potentially resulting in, in a fairly significant breakout, all of this is going to be stressed even more. We'll see companies having to shut down temporarily, which will weigh even heavier uh, on the economic troubles in South Africa. Um, and, and in addition to that, the lack of infrastructure will actually make it very difficult for the South African government to effectively respond to the virus. Sim, oil prices have collapsed and a lot of oil producing African countries will feel the economic pain. Which countries are more at risk? So there, there are actually a lot of countries in Africa, particularly in Western Africa, that depend for a great deal on oil generated government revenue. Of course, the big one is Nigeria. With oil prices this low, the Nigeria is going to hit a much bigger deficit than it, than it normally would have. Um, other countries such as Angola, Equatorial Guinea, Congo, Brazzaville, uh, all of these countries are going to be missing out on, on a lot of revenues and might not be able to actually make their budget goals this year. Sim, what are the chances of a global mechanism to support African countries against the COVID-19 happening? I, I think there's a good chance that there will be significant assistance uh, to African countries. Uh, we're already seeing that to a certain degree, actually, particularly with China, as well as private funds in China, such as the, the Jack Ma Foundation, actually uh, helping to to deliver tests 
surgical masks and, and other kinds of supplies to African countries. We'll probably see that continue. The, the bigger question, I think, is once we get past the actual crisis, past the actual breakout of the virus, whether there will be any kind of notable financial support or debt restructuring, essentially, to to relieve the pressure from these African countries as they start to to rebuild. Sam, what are you specifically watching over the next few days in sub-Saharan Africa? What are some of the key things you're looking at? So one of the things I'm actually looking at right now is uh, how the spread of COVID-19 might disrupt mining operations in, in different parts of Africa. We've, we've seen earlier this week Katanga province in, in the Democratic Republic of Congo uh, announce a 48-hour lockdown. Obviously, South Africa, which we talked about earlier, uh, has a very significant mining industry. Um, so, so that's one of the sectors that is potentially vulnerable in Africa. So we're trying to look at how the, the further spread of the virus might actually test global supply chains and, and how in turn that, that could affect those African economies as well. Well, thank you, Sim. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure. Stratfor is the leading voice on the geopolitics of the coronavirus. You can read more about those topics by subscribing to stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Fred Burton. Thanks for listening.